0: All right, can you name all fifty states?
1: Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho. <laughs> what the? Fuck? What is
2: happening? Man, I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went so many different directions. No, see, not get into that. Well, let's get into it.
0: Can I just say for the amount that you did, that was extremely impressive.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: You actually know them all like that fast and at, yeah. that, at that speed.
1: I've been That's... saying them since like second grade.
0: Oh, because um, it's part of the song.
1: Yeah. And then I've taught it to my kids. So I had to teach them without song form.
0: You teach your kids like Alabama, like, like no, that?
1: No, but it's just like in my brain now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, um,. That's impressive, Um, guys. Welcome to another episode of Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Olive Theory. My name is Faras.
1: My name is Amber. And And, uh,
0: Shamir is actually not with us today. Uh, As everybody knows, there's a big snail march going on in uh, DC, so he's leading that leading (laughs) efforts to that. And uh, you know, snail lives matter, snail rights. So, uh, go um, ahead, Snaily. Do your thing. Do your thing. You know, totally a valid excuse. We're rooting for you.
1: We're, we're rooting for you from afar.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, everybody listening right now is definitely with um, you and on your side. So
1: yeah. So go 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 support the snails.
0: Yeah. Thanks everybody for supporting everything that you know the snail stands for and. It's just an incredible movement. Like, I
1: know. I'm so impressed with it. So with, impressed with Shamir.
0: With all the crazy movements nowadays, like it's hard to keep track of them. But mm-hmm. you know, this but one this just surpasses
1: definitely all
0: of them. But and very, very at a very slow rate. Right. As yes. you would expect a snail. Yes, march but there's to go, just but so many. There's so many, and I feel like this, like the attention for this country needs to be on the what's going on in the snail community. So, right. yeah, um, great movement. But um, yeah, guys, thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening uh, to another episode of this. If you uh, if you don't know by now, we are on the podcast app, on the Apple podcast app. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. And we're on YouTube. Um, check us out. Check us out. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Leave us a nice review. It helps us out. Um, and yeah, thank you everybody from all the different countries that are listening. Uh, we just got done watching the Grammys.
1: How are you feeling for us? <laughs> if you follow me on Snapchat, sorry, mm, I had to do a selfless promo. But um, I just recorded Frost's reaction to Bruno Mars winning not one, not two, but three Grammys. But mostly... It's not, it's not about right, Bruno Mars. I understand. But it's just funny that he won all three of the ones that you wanted other people to it's win. It's like,
0: okay, here's the deal. Like, usually there's, you know, you have a favorite artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you really want somebody to win. For me, that's not how I view any sort of award show really I mean there's I always have a favorite like I'm like I want this person to win Mm -hmm. but I think that this person deserves it based off of whatever the criteria for that specific award is right and I think you guys know that if you have been listening since uh our Christmas episode Mm -hmm. when we were actually making predictions right right so like I I was like okay anybody but bruno in these like certain categories it's not, it's not and again it's not about bruno like he's great he's awesome mm-hmm. but
1: you need to really stop referring to artists by their first name <laughs> <laughs> earlier he was Why? like hey Zane's at the grammys i was like zayn who he's like Zane, zayn i was like "What Zane? he's like Zane malik i'm like you have to because that's to- the only
0: Zane i care about
1: <laughs> continue
0: <laughs> um but yeah like okay so for record of the year like i really wanted childish gambino to win for mm-hmm. redbone i feel like that is for me record of the year is like you know what is the song that just you know made a statement or like not not even made a statement but just like was like that song that everybody's listening to that like is crafted super well on both a producer side a writing side and a singing side and it was just like that i mean story of oj was great um even humble but like i didn't think humble was record of the year but i thought you know, Dan was album of the year, mm-hmm. but like, come on, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about this anymore. I'm upset about it. Whatever.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's just funny because you you said this even in that episode where you were like, yeah, I hope that Childish Gambito wins for Redbone for this, and and you didn't even care if he won album of the year because because you, you were cool with him not winning it.
0: I don't think I don't think his uh, awaken my love was album of the year, okay. but I think. Uh, Redbone was a uh, record of the year. Right. Uh, album of the year I could have been okay with. Story of OJ. Mm-hmm. I wanted um, Damn to Win by Kendrick. Okay, but, but like, like, can
1: we just focus on the important things? How Cardi great B. was Cardi, Cardi B, B. at it. the Grammys? Like yeah. That girl, she is not only cute, she killed it. And then she came back in the middle of the song, added a little bit of Bartier Cardi in there. <laughs>
0: Cardi's great. Amazing. But you make me not want to like her.
1: No, I probably make you like her more.
0: No, that's not true. <laughs> but speaking of award shows, um, the Oscars are coming up. Mm-hmm. They just announced all the nominations. Did you get to see any of them?
1: No, I didn't. Uh,
0: the only important part is, well, there's like two important things. Okay. But one, Kumela Nanjiani got okay. a nomination for The Big Sick mm-hmm. for screenplay, which, yes. Like, okay. All right. Uh-huh. Um, And then number two, uh, Get Out got...
1: Oh, hella nominations, nice. but
0: including one for Best Picture, which is obviously like the most important award of the night. Um, but I just I just wanted to say, like, there's I mean, the whole, you know, when Kanye at the Grammys uh, was calling out Taylor Swift and then he had a whole thing with I forget who it was. It was like that one white dude that won an award over Beyonce, I think, again, Oh but he was like. About to get on the stage again Kanye a second time
1: Oh, I don't remember
0: But I forget who it was But um, Kanye was saying things about him Like He didn't deserve it Whatever And then he hadn't even heard the album Mm -hmm. But then he apologized for it later Because he's like It was playing in this restaurant And I actually thought it was like dope Mm -hmm. So For for that same thing I feel like There's this um, Pop culture Around Get Out Mm -hmm. That Like this group that doesn't usually watch the Oscars, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's people that religiously watch the Oscars. And then there's people that are just like, whatever about it. And then there's people that are just like, I don't care much for the Oscars, but now there's going to be this group that is watching the Oscars so that they can see get out win, right. right? And so if get out doesn't win, Mm -hmm. I don't want those, that group of people to be like, you know, the Oscars are trash and this and that, which I think would happen if it doesn't win for whatever. Mm -hmm. But you do, do you get what I'm saying? No, I totally get it. Because they don't usually watch it, right? Right. But I feel so like if they're to going understand, in with just
1: that intention to see them yeah. win. Then of course they're gonna. I feel like
0: that. if you have if you want to have a fair argument, mm-hmm. if Get Out loses for things, which it will probably, mm-hmm. um, you know, you should watch the other movies as well, fair. so that you can understand where they're coming from. And if you don't usually watch os- like Oscar nominated movies, because mm-hmm. there is like there's some movies that people make so that they can have it nominated for the oscars it just feels like an oscar movie okay if you're not into that then you're not going to get it in the first place because the oscars is not just like yo what did you like Mm -hmm. it's like what was literally like the best costuming you know what was the best sound what was the best lighting Mm -hmm. so you have to consider all those things when when you're watching a movie and i'm a i'm like a movie fanatic um and so i've been trying to watch like literally all the oscar nominated (laughs) movies like the big ones um but there was one that, um, the most recent one I just watched, it was called uh, The uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's like a weird name. But okay. um, there was a quote from that that I really liked that I wanted to share. It's um, this guy and he's talking, um, he's like about to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And so, well, he does, but um, it's not a spoiler, I don't think. Actually, it's a huge spoiler. But <laughs> okay. <really care. laughs> All right. Spoiler alert.
1: After the spoiler After is, the spoiler already, is done. already
0: done. Nobody's going to watch it, I don't care. Um, this guy who uh, commits suicide, he leaves a letter to his wife. Um, and it says, I'll see you again if there's another place. And if there ain't, it's been heaven knowing you. Mm. Isn't that cool? Lizard. Actually, it sounds like mad corny when I read it back. No, he no said it cool. it's cute. Um, he said it cool, but it sounds kind of corny now. I take it back. No, don't take I'm it at, back. No, I don't like that I read that quote.
1: Why? Does it make you sound weak? <laughs> no.
0: <what>? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it just, it just sounded corny now that I said it, (laughs) whatever. Um, this, okay. So somebody was having, uh, this like poll on Instagram, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, when you see the results of a poll Mm -hmm. and then you're like upset about the results. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever had that? Yeah. You'd be like, no, I don't, I don't agree with this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there was somebody that was asking, you know, the elements as in like, Avatar The Last Airbender oh, like, I
1: thought you meant like Elements of matter But go uh, ahead
0: Well those are the only elements That matter Oh Whoa So Whoa. <laughs> I know Poet um, So like air uh, What is it Air, water Earth And fire Okay Okay. And he's asking like Which one Is the most powerful
1: Air Water
0: Fire Or uh-huh. earth So okay. So he had a poll of this Right And I strongly disagreed with the results but like what do well, you think is the strongest element
1: i mean i'm tied between earth air and water i'm gonna say
0: so fire air
1: out. yeah fire is out
0: okay why air
1: because you need air to breathe like no, oxygen no, no, no. okay
0: okay you're not you're not thinking of it in the right way like okay. yeah you need air to breathe but like what's the most powerful
1: okay powerful yeah then fire fire that's like the only thing that can like destroy
0: no no water can destroy tsunamis and all that that's true listen here's the fact okay okay. water is the most powerful (laughs) that's he said earth was fire
1: the answer no there's no there's no answer no was fire the one that won though no earth is oh
0: well i don't know if it was winning but he was just like if everybody that picked water like you're an idiot like it's not the strongest but we so like i dm'd him Uh and i was like listen you don't know what you're talking about Okay. We we had this debate going like forever, <laughs> pulling out facts from everywhere. So like, okay, let me try to let me try to help you understand this.
1: Okay, please.
0: Okay, you said fire, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What is the one element that's in all the other ones? Um, well, I guess it's not in fire, but water is in the air, right? Right. Uh, then it's in the earth, like it creates life. Right. And then, what's the last? Oh, yeah, water. Obviously, it's not right. water. But water can put out fire, too. Right. So I was like, okay, and we're made of water. Mm-hmm. So literally, like, if you're talking, he's like, we need to think of it in a battle sense. Earth is the strongest. Because he's like, I can uh, use, like, the metals and the rust and the lava and the earth and this and that. I was like, yeah, but, like, I could literally, like, you know, take the water from inside of you and just, like,
1: Dehydrate Explode you. you. Explode you. Yeah,
0: from the inside. Okay right so and he's like um i forget what he said but pretty much it ended with i showed him a picture of you know like the fantastic four mm-hmm. like so like there's this rock creature that he literally looks like a rock
1: actually i said without mm-hmm, actually knowing you fantastic don't know four. Fa- okay. No, it's I like don't. a marvel movie <laughs>
0: okay <sighs> shot me i miss you oh, um wow
1: okay cool
0: <laughs> he literally looks like a rock okay like imagine a guy that looks like a rock okay okay with a face no face. Just see the the It's a rock. It's a rock. Okay. It's just all rock. All right. And then have you seen Aquaman from the Justice League? You've never even seen like a trailer of it?
1: I'm not really into superheroes, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god.
0: All right. Well, um Can
1: we just talk about Cardi B some more?
0: Cardi B's not in this. Cardi but B doesn't. But if she have-
1: was a superhero, I'd watch her.
0: <laughs> oh all right. Anyways, it ended with Aquaman versus The Rock. Like Aquaman is obviously more attractive. And so mm-hmm. water. Because mm-hmm. he's Aquaman, and then he's like, bruh.
1: Right. I so think you're lost. biased, though. Why? Because you're, like, into Aquaman. You've been into Aquaman. You chose Aquaman inside of um, if yeah, superheroes Aqu- were no, brown.
0: No, no, but, like, Aquaman. Well, that was only because, and I didn't choose him. Like, I was given it. Like, like, our friend Saad, who's, like, very much into superheroes, is like, mm-hmm. yo, for us. He, like, he got me an Aquaman shirt, and mm-hmm. it was because of the hair. Like okay. he has long hair so then it was like, all right you get Aquaman I was like whatever okay so yeah but the but the water argument I was like that I brought in Aquaman after mm-hmm. the fact so anyways, never mind Amber you don't you don't even I'm
1: sorry you
0: don't even like that stuff um so okay I don't know if you heard this over the news but do you know who Vince McMahon is no. he's he's the uh like the chairman of the WWE which is wrestling okay like fake wrestling okay you know like super uh, no no like I, I, entertainment I, wrestling right. like no, John no, i Cena. understand okay, all right i gotta make sure with everything okay wait do you like what while we're like while we're discussing the intros in the beginning do you usually just like nod and say mm-hmm, like to everything like i need <laughs> to know something
1: now. that both of you guys know
0: that you guys You just are pretend talking. to know
1: i mean unless i add to the conversation <laughs> i'm just kidding this, this just, just in <laughs> amber has been
0: faking her co-hosting the entire time
1: unless we're talking about cardi b
0: do do you see do you guys see why like i I'd want to dislike Cardi B now, even though I don't have a problem with her?
1: Listen, listen. If you stop talking about superheroes so much, I'd be listening more.
0: Vince McMahon. I'm sorry, chairman, chairman of the, of the real WWE things and real
1: Peeper Peeper.
0: <laughs> chairman of the WWE, which you may or may not know, I don't know because No, I do. That's like the We whole, don't know that though. It's like don't chair know
1: that. over the head type stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. Okay. Um he came out with a video saying that he's starting something called the X F L, okay. which is the NFL but a different league for football. Okay. Yeah. And in it he wants like um a different rule set that's kind of made by the fans and hmm. he wants like, you know, his own teams. It's it's completely separate than the NFL. Okay. So, you know, like totally different rules and stuff. Like one of the rules is like He's done this before. Mm-hmm. He did it like um uh, I think like 19 years ago or something. I forget what the what the year was, but um he tried it before and it failed. Okay. And like one of the rules in it was like there's no punting. Okay. Like you scramble around for the ball mm-hmm. uh at the beginning and whoever gets it like gets to keep it. Okay. But yeah, anyways, um it's like but the issue is that Vince McMahon is like buddy buddy with Donald Trump. Oh. And so like one of the rules that like are is that they're talking about is like everybody has to stand for the national anthem Skirt. i'm like you want to make an entire league for, d- for this one like it bothers you that much oh this has gosh. to be a joke
1: and he'll probably have a lot of support from it from like trump supporters too
0: yeah but also a lack of support from everybody else like True. um i hope i don't know but like you know that maybe black people won't ever join this league, and
1: hopefully not. What's a,
0: any sports league without black people? Like, right? That's they make it, you know. Like right. every NBA team, every NFL team, like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And so, unless you know they get that paycheck, then it's like, yeah, ooh. it could
1: be like a healthy paycheck that they're missing out on too.
0: Because then it's like if people don't those players that don't make the NFL,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you know, coming out of college, they're super good. Or like they don't get enough playing time in the NFL, they could. Okay, but over.
1: like, why is this guy buddy buddy with Trump? Can we just like X rich him out? old
0: rich white guys? Can like, we just like know.
1: skirt by?
0: Yeah, but I don't know. That's his. That's his idea. We'll see where it goes. If it actually happens, it maybe it'll be a like fail a again.
1: Idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to curse, but it just seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> it,
0: I don't know. Well, it could be a good idea because I think you need multiple like. In, in business in general, right. Like, you need, you can't have a personal monopoly. They were having a whole football
1: thing, and that's cool. I, I like the idea up until yeah. you brought up the fact that he's like, buddy, buddy with Trump, and what are the rules? Is that because that just seems like he's just trying to pull things And Trump in his could favorite. very well,
0: like, you know, advocate for it.
1: Yes, even at, though he during he shouldn't his presidency, be doing things yeah. like that.
0: He's going to be like, oh, we have a nice league over here mm-hmm. where they're doing this. And so we'll see who it's funded by and how it's being funded. But there's real people out there that are like, yeah, I haven't watched a single NFL this game, NFL game this uh, season because of this, because people are protesting. Oh, like bye. it's football. literally. And he's saying like, I don't they're want it the to ones be political, but they're football. making it political. Right. You know? And then, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, Martin Luther King Day, which was this past Monday, right?
1: Uh, past Monday. Past, past Monday. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, Martin Luther King was a great guy." How mm-hmm. what was how, Martin how Luther you, King going through?
1: Yeah, and and these people if they were alive during Martin Luther King Jr.'s time, they would not be for him cuz most of the people no, were. No, 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 no. Yeah. They would not. But they're over here now like, "Oh yeah, great great, great job. guy." Yeah,
0: but here's people silently protesting and that's still a problem somehow. Right. But um yeah, I don't know. Um I guess we can introduce the guest now since it's been enough time of me talking about things that you don't get or care about
1: if you talked about cardi b you're done you're absolutely (laughs)
0: done um we have a pretty awesome guest on the show today guys super Uh, excited she's somebody who has experience with um a lot of different psychological disorders and can help us not only um understand what she went through but educate us on like you know how to sort of perceive people that may have them like your friends or family that uh you may know for so long but also not know what they might be going through whether they have a disorder Mm -hmm. or not but yeah
1: we are welcoming Jess Leonard oh
0: also I forgot to say because this is gonna (laughs) be a weird transition but like my sister will be joining us for the uh for the interview yes she will Um, be
1: and it's great yeah Come on, Neha.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, everybody, please welcome Jess Leonard. And
1: hey, Neha. Running
0: through the garden, won't you tell me where you've been? Running through the garden, won't you tell me where you've
3: been? Running through the garden, won't you tell me where you've been? Running the garden, will you tell me where you've been? You you been? Sky walking on the other side, yo the truth but I tell you lies I cannot look you in the eyes my Maserati going always
0: ride it's for the dollar sign you want my heart but I need a prize my sweet well, power is looking right. colors and Man. stuff like that
3: a game, but I millennial,
0: millennial pink, pink. I, want, I want to let you finish that thought real quick before I don't
3: <laughs> even that's remember that's where it. I was I, I've never
2: like, heard that color before
0: is that what you're wearing right now no no oh. I'm
3: wearing like Coral, but millennial pink, uh, Amber. How did you describe it? It's like a kind of. It's a baby soft pink. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a little bit faded, but. Um, it's a
2: grayish. A and then she said muted. about grayish Yeah, greyish that
3: Yeah, that's like an older term. It's like when you take well, what it sounds like, like gray and beige, and it's actually a really nice neutral. Like I always think of nail so polish. So like throw up. <laughs> I yeah, the color your cat makes sometimes when it when it vomits.
0: The color your cat makes?
3: When it yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on your cat, but yeah. Well, I mean,
0: wow. Yeah. Okay. Um Hey,
3: you started the vomit thing, so
0: I mean, that's what I thought of, but how did you how did you make it here onto this podcast?
3: Um so it's like a long story with the how I got to Baltimore thing but I took career and life development with Neha and she came up and on the last day and was like you sound interesting and I was like oh my god I'm so flattered because I thought you were super cool and I'm like she's you know oh you're doing (laughs) promos for us I was like somebody (laughs) likes me and she was like would you like to do the podcast and I'm like yeah
2: so to back it up a little bit I had the class to we had to do like a group um, oh yeah 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 you know like an activity and For ours, we we pasted like a blank sheet of paper on everyone's back and you had to go around and write something positive on everyone's back and at the end you have like this whole list of things that everyone said but you don't know they're writing Mm -hmm. and on her back I wrote like, hey, every time you open your mouth, whatever comes out is super interesting and that's when I was like, yo, you're really cool because she was so comfortable in what she was talking about. It like really inspired me and the coolest thing about it was like, we had only known each other for what, three, mm-hmm. four days because the class was four days long. Yeah. <laughs> so. And
0: what is what is the basis of these things, these interesting things that you say? What is?
3: I always kind of felt like this would disqualify me from being a good therapist or getting into the field, but um, mental illness runs in my family. I have rapid cycling bipolar one, which is the really severe least fun one to have. Rapid
0: cycling bipolar one.
3: Yeah, okay. yeah, which is about as much fun as it sounds. But I also have... Um, wicked ptsd from like and i'm sure we'll get into this from like 20 plus years of trauma just non-stop different kinds
0: um, okay so real quick what's the difference between like regular bipolar and well what what is regular bipolar disorder and then what is the rapid what is it rapid cycle rapid cycling. Rapid, okay, yeah go ahead.
3: so um there are actually a couple different types of bipolar there's uh like cyclothymia which is like really low grade Ups and downs usually you just have like depression sometimes like little spikes in mood called hypomania Um, There's bipolar 2 which it used to be considered less severe now I think it's kind of its own thing and that's where you have the depression and hypomania Which is like a lift in mood that's different from just being happier like the depression going away So you might be more productive But it doesn't really usually get to the level where it's dysfunctional or you need to be hospitalized or anything And then you have bipolar one, which is to be diagnosed. You have to have like, and there's a time, like minimum time length for this stuff. Um, but you have to have depression and at least one, um, manic or hypomanic episode in like, I don't know, six months or something. I Mm -hmm. can't remember the entire criteria. Um, but with mine, I would just basically stay up um, and not sleep like I always think of Fight Club where the space monkeys are describing Tyler Durden and they're like I heard he only sleeps one hour a night and that's actually a pretty good descriptor of what mania was like for me oh
0: really like the Fight Club Yeah. and, you, and you want to be a psychotherapist is that right
3: yeah, yeah.
0: and so do you feel like you have like a better understanding um, when you're dealing with patients or what is the concern that this would come into the way of your work
3: Um, Well, there's the stigma, like, uh, for a long time, I had been misdiagnosed as having major depressive disorder, which is its own animal, and, you know, it's really severe, Um, and friends and family knew, I was pretty open about it, and then as soon as I was properly diagnosed with bipolar, it was like, the perception went from, oh, she's just sad, to, like, she's going to run out into the street and stab somebody in the face, um, which... It's like I became a different person to them just based on a label. So Who's them? uh, Friends and family. Okay. Yeah, so... And these were people who had known me for like 10, 15, 20 years. So that was just weird for me. But my whole thing was, you know, I've always been transparent about it, writing about it, talking about it, because I don't see any shame in it. And um, I was concerned, like... Are people going to be freaked out about it Mm -hmm. if I'm their therapist do you want a therapist well what is there to be
0: freaked out about like what are some of the symptoms what are some like on a daily basis or even like whenever it happens like what what do you go through
3: like during a cycle or like an episode yeah yeah so um like I said there was the mania like not sleeping wildly creative like just florid uh, mania so you're super then, creative
0: then? Super creative, okay. don't
3: sleep, um, really talkative, really confident. And this is like positive? Yes, um, there's euphoric and dysphoric. And that's like a whole different classification that I won't get into. Okay. Um, but then there's also the depressive side, which mine tends to lean more toward that. And again, I haven't had like an episode in mm-hmm. a couple of years because I was lucky enough to get the meds right on the first or second try. Um,
0: and what happens then? What are you feeling? Stable. Okay.
3: I don't have the highs and the lows um, for a long time. I just felt flat I wasn't as creative and Sometimes I do kind of miss it because if you ask I mean most people are bipolar They're gonna tell you mania feels amazing But the problem is when you have that drop off into depression and the lows are so extreme That it's almost unbearable and bipolar mm-hmm. disorder actually has an incredibly high suicide rate
2: okay. So what were the lows like?
3: Um, I was still functional like and I think I was lucky because of that I could still get out of bed but general numbing crying a lot over nothing crying a lot over like old trauma triggers that I hadn't quite pinpointed yet just not really wanting to do anything you know that classic lack of motivation
2: Mm -hmm. you talk about like uh trauma as a as a very big part of your life it really is yeah so is it okay to get into that a little bit and just kind of go back and and figure out like where this all started from yeah Yeah. definitely hydrate yourself let's take it back (laughs) um
0: i want to know you know what did this come from um and what are some of those things that sort of like i think more than just the um the bipolar there was other things that you wrote to us about that you went through so let's go through some of those things where did this all sort of start
3: Uh, First of all, I'm an open book. So anything you want to ask I'm cool with Um, perfect. I've talked about it written about it Um, Almost to the point where I'm desensitized Like I can just talk about it like it happened to someone else and Mm. that's where the dissociation comes in Um, But I I did not have a happy childhood Um, My mother is an alcoholic and she's bipolar unmedicated she I was mostly raised by my grandmother and my grandmother's sister, who I consider my parents, and they're both dead now, so it's, you know, weird being 28 and having dead parents, no one can really relate, and it was like that when I was growing up, like, when you're not raised by your mother, I don't even know who my dad is, you know, you kind of have this feeling of always being on the outside. So yeah, my mother was pretty absent Um, when she- How old
0: are you right now when all of this is happening?
3: When all this is happening, um, my earliest memories are like when I was four or five years old. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it started really young. Um, So like I remember kind of a revolving door of boyfriends she would have. Some of them were, you know, okay with me, a lot of them were not. Uh, So there was that, plus the alcoholism. I remember she got pulled over for a bunch of DUIs with me in the car. Um, And those charges just kind of stacked up. And then one night when I was, I wanna say like seven or eight, she got into a fight with my grandmother and basically beat the hell out of her. And that was when she got arrested and got sent to prison where she was for two years. Like when I say prison, I don't mean jail. I mean like state correctional facility. Um, And she had been in and out of ones in our hometown for like the DUI stuff. Uh, before that, so it was nothing really new, but I don't know, it was just a weird adjustment. And one of my aunts would take me down like twice a month. This was like a three or four-hour drive. We would go on a Saturday, and I would go visit my mother in prison, which was a super weird experience too, just really surreal.
2: Well, what does what do you think as like a three, four-year-old going and seeing your mom like behind bars? Oh, like what? Is... I was
3: like seven or eight. Okay, when that happened, but. I don't know. I didn't know how to process it at the time, so I don't think I really felt much of anything. Mm -hmm. I know there were days when I didn't want to go. I was like, it's Saturday. I just want to stay and hang out. I didn't have very many friends by that point um, because, you know, parents talk and, oh, I don't want you hanging around that girl. Like, her mom's a drunk, her mom's in prison. And what
2: was, like, your view of your mom at that point? Did you think she was a bad person? Did you know what she was doing? I
3: knew what she was doing. But I don't think I really had much of a
2: concept
3: of good or bad I missed her certainly um, at that age but at some point you know when you don't see your mother for a couple years and then you know don't see her in person for even longer you just kind of disconnect and I had one aunt who moved back she had been living in Chicago and when my mother went to prison, um, she moved back to live with my grandmother and helped take care of me, and she got guardianship and all that.
0: So now um, that's sort of like when you're, I guess, in elementary school? Yeah. Um, and then so what's middle school and high school, especially when you're transitioning as a person growing up, um, what are you thinking, and are you sort of facing any sort of, like, psychological repercussions because of all this?
3: Um, I started, I think, having... Really bad bipolar symptoms when I was in middle school, actually. Um, I just remember feeling there were a lot of days when I would just, like on a Saturday or something, I would know my friends were doing something and they'd invite me out, but I didn't want to go. And I just sit in my room and look out the window and think, you know, life's going on and I'm not a part of it. Um, I started sleeping a lot. I would sometimes get manic spikes. And back then it kind of manifested as, um, Irritation and you know my, my family wrote it off as being a teenager but I kind of cycled through that way mostly depression all through high school and You know, I was a shy kind of withdrawn kid, which I don't know if it was my nature, or, you know, bullying and all that stuff But then I got to undergrad and I decided no one here knows me. No one knows my story I'm just gonna reinvent myself. So I forced myself to be outgoing and be this open person and talk about everything. So. before that,
0: did you ever like to cope with it? Did you get into drugs or did you like, were you having thoughts of like suicide or anything? What was going on in your head?
3: Definitely thoughts of suicide, but I don't think more than, you know, the average depressed teenager would have no drugs. Um, at that point I was still like, I'm never gonna smoke. I'm never gonna drink. I'm never gonna mm-hmm. do this or that because my mother did it. Um, So I had like this really staunch, like almost teetotaler thing going
0: on. Did you diagnose yourself? Did you go to somebody? Did you get help? What happened?
3: When I was 18, I finally was like, something is not right. Something's going on with me. So I made an appointment to see a psychiatrist. And that was when I had my first diagnosis. And they said, the depression's a symptom of PTSD. And they put me on I want to say it was Prozac, like
0: generic Prozac, really
3: low dose.
0: How were your peers or your family reacting?
3: Um, My family was not cool with any of it. Um,
0: Like you going to a therapist?
3: Me going to a therapist, me being on meds, any of that stuff. Because my family is very much rug sweeping. They're pro at that. Um, I have one uncle who actually... uh, died by suicide when he was in his twenties. And I know basically nothing about that because no one will talk about it. No one really talks about the fact that my mother is bipolar or that a lot of relatives are showing symptoms. Um, So yeah, no one really addressed it. And then when I started being more open and vocal about it, they like were not having it.
0: What helped you make it as far as you did uh, up until the uh, undergrad phase? when you're actually getting help, like how did you hang on?
3: Stubbornness, I wanna say. Um, I really don't know. I remember a friend of mine back in the day saying, life is like a book that sucks, but you wanna keep reading just to see what the ending is like.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah. So, you know, and I'll always remember that, but that was kind of what got me through just, you know, and And I was always very creative. Like I play the piano, I used to paint, draw, write. So that was an outlet.
2: And now, when did
3: the disassociation stuff start? Oh, that one. Yeah, that's interesting. So I had like a flash of it when I was about eight years old.
2: And can you quickly explain like what disassociation is?
3: The forms I have, or the form, I guess it's lumped into one. It's called depersonalization slash derealization. And the depersonalization is this feeling of otherness. Like I'm talking to you right now and I know I'm forming the words and I'm aware they're coming out of my mouth, but I'm sort of experiencing from this slightly outside place or like I'm moving my hand and I recognize it as my own, but it's almost sort of a dreamlike foggy state. Like if you've ever been really sleep deprived and you know that out of it feeling, um, that's what life is like for me, like 24 seven. And it has been for the last going on six years
0: does that make you hypersensitive to things
3: yeah yeah I'm I'm super hyper vigilant I startle really easily I've been working on it and I'm not as jumpy I'm more chilled out and laid back but I definitely still have that startle response um, what would you
2: say to people who think or do you is this a difference between like multiple personalities like how do you explain that
3: yeah for sure um so dissociative identity disorder used to be called multiple personality disorder that's like a whole other, um, can of worms to get into. But so it's not that no, no. Um, it's very different. Like your reality testing is intact. Like if you ask me, you know, to state what day it is, what time it is, where am I? You know, I can still do that. Whereas, you know, there's no hallucinations or delusions. So I know where I am, but everything kind of feels surreal or like this, like topsy turvy through the looking glass type vibe. And you said this
1: happened starting 6 years ago, so can you like tell us how you first started like
3: realizing that? Yeah, so well it became chronic like 6 years ago. I had a couple episodes before that. Um and when it started, I remember the first time very very clearly. I had gone into the bathroom to like fix my hair or something. Um I was 18 at the time. And I remember looking in the mirror and what I like met my own eyes it was like i was looking at someone who was and was not me at the same time and it was a very strange very disturbing feeling um
0: that's poetic af mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) thanks like
0: looking in a mirror for anybody like that's me but not me but for you it was like the reality
3: yeah and i felt something not like snap inside of me but i got this sense of being of Of otherness for the first time
2: was it painful
3: psychologically
2: it was it was
3: confusing okay I Mm -hmm. freaked out I had no idea what was going on I didn't have a word for it Um, I asked my psychiatrist at the time about it he didn't he wasn't familiar with it um, which is part of the reason that I talk about it so much you know even mental health professionals have no idea what it is or what it looks like because it's not, I mean it's in the DSM, but it's just not widely understood.
0: So how does it make anything for you um, difficult? Like what's the, what are the challenges um, with having it?
3: Being present. I get caught in my own head a lot. Um, and just being able to draw myself out and bring myself back to the moment so I can enjoy being with people or enjoy what I'm doing instead of this constant feeling of numbness or being somewhere else.
0: Yeah, talking about like being with people, who are um, like throughout this, like people that you have relationships with, whether it be friends, uh, boys, whatever.
3: From when it started?
0: Yeah, like what are, you, are people, like do you have friends through this or are they just like come and go when they realize it?
3: I had a couple really solid friendships with a couple of girls that I had known for a really long time. Um, At the time when it happened, and I feel like this was a huge contributing factor, I was dating a guy who was abusive in every possible way. Um, And I started to notice this disturbing pattern. Like after we'd have a really big fight, I would have flashes. um, And they would only last a couple minutes. One of them happened when I was driving, and that was terrifying. I was 18 years old. Um,
0: What do you mean you'd have flashes?
3: flashes of being disconnected, like it was very different than my, you know, in touch with everything reality. Like I would be an observer outside of my own body while still being in my body,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, the myself but not myself thing. It was very strange and very disturbing and terrifying at the time because like I said, I didn't have a word for it. I thought I was going crazy for lack of a better word. Um,
0: Did you associate that with being normal from, like, your childhood after seeing sort of the abuse and everything there to, like, your own relationship? Did you care? Did you know it was wrong?
3: I had a sense that it wasn't normal, and this is always a really funny thing that I think back on. Um, When I was taking psychology, I think it was Psych 101, in my senior year of high school, right next to my desk on a filing cabinet, there was this... um, Poster about warning signs of abuse in relationships and you know my relationship had started to really go south at that point but I looked at this and I'm like no that doesn't apply to me and then I looked back and I'm like yes it totally applied to me but I think it was I was so desperate to be loved and accepted by someone um, that I just kind of glossed over the less than perfect moments
0: so you're in a relationship right now, right? Yes. Okay, and your boyfriend is Beyonce. here with us? Fiance. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. Ooh, we put Congrats. a
3: ring on it. <laughs> um, I get the wife upgrade.
0: <laughs> so uh, what are some of like the things that he has to be proactive about and he has to consider when he's dealing with you?
3: I think the main one is like I take a lot of naps. I'm a nap person. <laughs> I love to sleep. Um, uh, he, <laughs> he's learned that when he wakes me up, uh, you can't just go up and like, shake me awake Mm -hmm. because I've actually woken up screaming that way because I get startled so easily. So that's really the main one. But other than that, I mean, I've gotten so used to it. Like this has been my normal for almost six years that, you know, he, he didn't know me before I was constantly dissociated. So it's not like there have been any major adjustments, just being aware of the little things like, For some reason, if I get a loud noise on my left side, um, it'll make it spike a little bit and become more noticeable because, again, I kind of have that general feeling of disconnect, but it's not something that I dwell
0: on. I think there's, like, um, the stereotype sometimes that uh, whether we see it in, like, horror films or, like, we hear about these disorders, most of us aren't friends with anybody who has, like, um, you know... I guess, like, extreme cases of mm-hmm. these things. But, like, um, what would you say to people that, like, you know, are, um, meet you for the first time and, like, you tell them, like, that um, you have these types of disorders or whatever um, and, like, they don't think that you're going to, like, flip on them or something or, like, you're going <laughs> to be five different people at the same time or, like, you know, how we were talking about Fight Club. Like, yeah. that's kind of, um, I guess, how you Perception visualize it. it.
3: Yeah. Um I guess, first of all, what I'd say is you probably do know somebody who has a severe mental illness. They're incredibly Mm -hmm. common, but most people don't talk about it um, because it freaks people out. They don't. I mean, there's just that misinformation. But whenever I share something about it, like um, when I was in career and life development over intercession, um, I shared it in the group, but immediately I was like, but it's not a psychotic thing, you know, I'm just trying to make it very clear that the reality testing is there. And I realized that that's problematic too, because it's stigmatizing the forms that are more psychotic or more severe, more, I guess, florid. <laughs> and um, the people know, like I always think of Sybil, like Sybil and Dorset mm. and everything, the one everybody knows. Um, and then
2: what's the latest one that came out?
3: Split. Split. I haven't yep. seen it. But it
2: <laughs> would you go see it or do you want to see it?
3: Uh, I think I would want to see it just to see what it's about, but reading the synopsis it made me go, oh, you know.
0: <laughs> Split is, like, mad scary. If you don't know anything about, like, psychological disorders and then you go see Split, I'm sure you're going to be like, yep, oh, n- <clears throat> if anybody ever says they have anything, I'm not going to be. I mean, that goes for, like, anything.
2: Yeah. And then, like, when you when these labels were kind of given like Mm -hmm. was it like an answer to you like oh this is what's happening or like how do you feel about like all these labels now of having these disorders is it a positive experience is it negative
3: i've always felt the words have power and it was nice to have a word for what i was experiencing and with the bipolar thing um i had known my entire life that my mother had bipolar um has i guess she's still around Um, and I, whenever I would act out or something, the default thing that would be thrown at me by the people who were raising me was you're just like your mother. And that was really damaging to hear. So my entire life up until I was formally diagnosed when I was 24 was, you know, I might be depressed, but at least I don't have bipolar. And then when I got that diagnosis, my thought was, my God, I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's like this thing happened you know <laughs> so when that happens is there
1: like any tricks that you have to like help either calm yourself down or get you back to
3: a place of like stable like mental health like it, do you have any things that you do yeah definitely um so i'm really a big fan of grounding exercises like there's one that i really like called 54321 and you go in your head and you look around the room and you name either out loud or to yourself Five things you can see, four things you can touch, um, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and then one good thing about yourself um, and that last one can be hard sometimes you know as it is for everyone but that is That's good at a bringing me back cool mm-hmm.
2: exercise just to do it as anyone yeah <laughs> yeah
3: exactly it's really good um, I'm going to be leading some groups at in my internship site soon and uh, substance abuse is one of the common um, common factors between all the clients and I'm planning on closing out group with that every time because it's very useful um back before I knew that one I would just walk around my apartment and touch things just to kind of reorient myself
0: before you uh started learning as much as you um know now about psychology um did you ever think about spirits or ghosts or the devil or god when you were experiencing any of this stuff
3: not really actually i mean i like the idea of ghosts in general but i don't know if i believe in that um how about religion
0: like with god and did you nothing ever like that.
3: no
2: are you religious or do you believe in anything um
3: i'm an atheist but i kind of lean toward an agnostic view almost you can be both i think like I personally don't believe, but there could be, you know, there's room for doubt. There's room for the possibility that I'm totally wrong. Do you feel like you
1: chose your career path so you could kind of understand yourself better too and like search for answers through
3: studying? I think a little bit, but mostly I just find it really interesting because my own experiences have been so out of the left field and so different from anyone else's that I know.
2: Do you know Um, anyone else or have friends that also go through these disorders or have them?
3: I do not. I have one really good friend back in Wisconsin who is also bipolar. Um, but other than that, no.
0: You mentioned that like you've been to a lot of places. You said you're from Wisconsin and like you've been to other places. Why do you travel so much?
3: Um, I'm from Iowa originally. Oh. Um, <clears throat>
0: What's in Iowa?
3: <laughs> not a whole lot. <laughs> I'm from um, a city on the Mississippi like... 55,000 people really small um, I moved to Wisconsin in 2012 um, then made my way into Madison from a one-stop light town and then uh, for what
0: why are you going from state to state
3: just to get out of just to get out try something new okay yeah and then my now fiancé in 2016 got accepted to Hopkins poor yeah i know <laughs> and he was like do you want to come with me and i said yes please get me out of the midwest so that's why i ended up down here and here we are how did you two meet we met on tinder oh wow. it works <laughs> yes yeah what
2: i've never i, I don't know that. anyone that has like gotten married off of tinder personally <laughs> that's amazing yeah how did you have to explain it to him
1: like your whole situation like was that an awkward thing to do or was
3: that something that you're used to doing already i definitely put it out there all up front okay um because i had gone through so many you know not quite relationships they didn't get to that point where you know people would bail be fair weather people and i'm like you need to know (laughs) first of all i've got bipolar so things might get a little rough i'm medicated and everything but you know um second of all you know that type of thing
0: oh I just what was his later. reaction
3: i can't remember what was your reaction <laughs> he was just kind of like one. Eh. <laughs> you know he was like everybody's got something <laughs> so, i mean yeah. apparently it was a
2: good reaction because you guys are getting married now yeah <laughs> yeah he just kind
3: of took it at face value and
2: what do you look most to- towards marriage like what do you look forward to
3: Um, Actually, having because I was married once before, I conveniently left that out, Um, and it was just a wreck. It was a train wreck beginning to end. I'm looking forward to someone who doesn't stonewall me. (laughs) Um, Just a good, healthy relationship. I mean, we're solid. I know everybody says, you know, every couple fights, but... I think we're both pragmatic enough or he's pragmatic and I'm detached enough from my emotions that you're I can say think. you're
0: both pregnant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> Are you guys familiar with that? What's that? I don't um, know. Um the the video of like thirty some misspellings of pregnant and this guy mm. runs <laughs> Purgeon at. Oh just <laughs> the one that comes to mind. No. Now <laughs> yeah, we're pragmatic. Um so you know, if there's an issue we just work it out, but we're both pretty easygoing.
0: You um you write yourself. I do. Uh you have a blog? I do. Yeah, uh, you wanna shout out your blog?
3: Yeah. yeah. So it's called the Dissociated Press, which I thought was clever (laughs) years ago and it just kind of stuck um but it's the easiest way to get there is facebook.com slash the dissociated press because my url on wordpress has been the same and really convoluted for years i haven't gotten it together enough to get a proper
0: website for it cool and what do you write about on there just your experiences and everything like
3: I do. Um, Lately, I've been focusing on mindfulness, um, just sharing my experiences in therapy, especially now that I'm doing EMDR and some inner child work, which sounds, you know, you hear inner child thrown around a lot. But when you look at it in terms of trauma, it makes a lot of sense. I like to share news stories about things that are relevant to the field, whether it's like medication developments or this is a new study, these are things that we've made connections with. Like, I think they're working on isolating genes for PTSD or some vulnerability predictor.
0: Mm-hmm. So you kind of give really your cool. view and yeah. stuff on that, cool. Yeah. And
2: are you currently in therapy? I am, yeah. And do you think you will be in therapy for a long time or do you think you'll do it forever? Or? I
3: don't know if I'll do it forever, but I definitely have a lot to unpack. Okay. Um, and I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. you
0: cool. know. Um, we'll link your, uh, your blog, in our, in our bio, but Very cool. before we leave, is there anything that you want to say, um, kind of a message that you wanna leave for everybody listening?
3: I guess just realize that, you know, there's a human face to every issue. Um, people think that these issues are scary I don't think I'm really all that scary, um, and I always... We don't know that yet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fair. look scary. Well, I <laughs> no, don't you look don't scary. <laughs> <Nice>. Boo. <laughs> 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 but uh, I always find people's reactions very interesting when I share these things. Mm. See if they recoil, see if they're surprised. Some people are very welcoming. I'm going to appreciate the disclosure, but it tells you a lot about a person when you share something so personal. Cool. Great.
2: Um,
3: yeah. Amber? If you could be any flavor, what would it be and why? This is something I thought about a lot. (laughs) Um, I think it would be like violet-flavored hard candy, like the flower.
0: Violet-flavored? Yes. What's (laughs)
3: violet-flavored? It's very strange. I mean, you would have to... Like grape? No, (laughs) no. Um, Like the flower. Um, And Mm -hmm. if you're into floral flavors, like in tea or something... It's pretty oh. close. It's a really subtle flavor. Are you supposed to eat
1: violets? Like
2: no, it's a, it, I, I get what you're saying with the yeah. tea flavors. Yeah.
1: When you said the
3: tea, it's like a
0: scent. It ex-
3: it's a scent and it's a like flavor. A t-
0: yeah.
3: Okay. yeah. Imagine like the like tea. Calm. Yeah. It's it's almost a little bit perfumey. Okay. Why? Okay. It's a weird flavor. Um, yeah. It's obviously not everybody's gonna like it. But once I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of Charlie and the Boy. Chocolate Factory. the Violet. <laughs> violet. You're <purple>. turning violet. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's weird but it's unique and it it draws you in and it's an acquired taste yes but it it can be very refreshing in its weirdness
0: i like that cool we'll go with that okay that sounds like an outer flower experience
1: yeah
2: trying to to connect it yeah awesome
0: yeah well um jess thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and sharing your story and your experiences it was really fun, um, and I hope that everybody listening right now uh, learned something from this. Um, and thank you all for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week, another flavor, a little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, calling you like all we I think we got a good day But I ain't trying to rush this. I just want to get to know you. It's all right. We can go and see a movie. Or maybe hang in my place. I mean, I ain't trying to rush this like sometime i don't know